Hello there, Pop-Pop. Hello there. How are you? I am well. How are you? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Hold on. Oh my God. Oh my God. That sounded so bad. But I was taking a sip of... What was that? I don't know. I guess my tongue got too far in the hole. Hey, just everyone, I would like everyone to know that wasn't me, <laughs> but I'm also not ever going to p- complain about a tongue being too far in the oh, hole. Geez. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> there's no such thing as too far. <laughs> Clean my intestines over? if you need to. No. <laughs> uh. This is Red 5. I'm going in. Hello there, Pop-Pop. Hello there. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am well. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good. Hang on. Let's try this again. My turn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got too oh. much. There was too much in there, and I oh. couldn't swallow, so I had to burp it out. <laughs> again, Thomas. Wow. I've never had too much I couldn't swallow. Classic Tom. Classic Tom. Well, you know what? so funny. Uh, Sorry, folks. (laughs) Welcome to Big Milk, everyone. This is Husband and Husband. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) It is, um, let me just, we normally record these on Sunday mornings uh, with coffee. However, today's been a little busy and it is now 5 p.m. And Shouldn't we really say ideally we'd like to record this? Okay, ideally. Because it was just a few weeks in the row that we were doing it in the morning. Well, honestly, the first year it was that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyways, it is now Sunday evening. It is Halloween's Eve. We are sipping on some truly margarita-style mango chili. Uh, sippies, it's very good. Um, very uh, sweet. Very sweet. Not as sweet as um, our Halloween decor should be looking because it has never been turned on. It is the night before. Our little Mandalorian and baby Grogu trick or treaters, our little inflatables are still looking like a pile of doo doo in the middle of the front yard. You know, I gotta say, we're a bunch up. of winners with this Halloween. <laughs> Thank God the kids have costumes. Do you know how many times I've gone to the store? And I refuse to buy any candy. I will not buy the candy. Still have Until tomorrow. It. Yep. And then I'll buy it tomorrow. And you know what? Whatever's there, that's what I'll buy. That's what they get. Because I know <laughs> us, if we do it ahead of time, I'm going to be eating it all night. You know, we are, both of you, both of us, like cancelable, cancelable gays because neither one of us are Halloween people. And never have been. Sorry. Sorry I mean, I it. like it. I wouldn't say I'm not a Halloween okay. person, but if you put me next to somebody who's like, like the neighbor like across every the single, street where or, it's lit up like the Griswolds at Halloween, I mean, which is fantastic. They do a great yeah. job. They're retired. They've got that time. I don't judge. Or like 99% of all other gay people. 
Like Chase, I think, had three parties to go to this weekend. This is what they do. Emma dressed up at work. I don't do that. And well, I've I had three parties I refuse to go to. <laughs> what had, time is it? You know what? I had Eight th- o'clock. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't no, get Honestly, there. when was the last time we were invited to a party? Years. That's not true. Years. When was the last time I dodged a party? <laughs> well, I got invited to one on Facebook, so you know that's real. That's uh, the one I'm talking about. It was last Friday night at uh, 10. Like, wait, 10? you got invited to a party at 10 p.m.? Well, through Facebook. I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. It wow. was a Halloween extravaganza. Extravaganza? Only, only gay people would invite parents at 10 p.m. to a party thinking we could go. Um, I highly doubt this person even paid attention that I'm a parent for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are really close? No. I went to, well, he was a client. <laughs> okay. In another life. In another life. I mean, it was a client. A client's always a client, I guess. Yep. Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm going to use this as a segue, Thomas. So don't feel bad that you weren't invited to a party. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> Mine was an extravaganza. You know what? Okay. First of all, I'm at the yes. stage of my life where no tea, no shade to anyone who wants to be invited to an extravaganza. Halloween. <laughs> I don't want to be invited to an extravaganza. I want to be invited to a party with a sling room, very little talking, lots of leather. Hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be there with me. <laughs> well, you know, someone's going to watch the kids. <laughs> ring, ring. Hang on. Oh, God. You got to see the visual on this, folks. Oh, can you, anyway, can you pull so out for a second? I thought it was That's a Star Wars it is, show okay. we're doing. <laughs> it is. And it's not after dark. You thought it was after dark for a I minute just, there. Oh, my God. What has happened? Used to be so conservative carl and we, you and we couldn't talk about anything and now you've I opened up with rimming and swallowing carl i have never been that small c this is an act <laughs> okay that's true <laughs> you had tommy with a mask on for the first few years on husband and husband and slowly that explicit but my uh, public well i am a public figure i need to watch <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we choose to do with our public figureness mm-hmm. talk about rim jobs and swallowing mm-hmm. loads I, I, wow, that just went somewhere. <laughs> I don't think I said that. I said my mouth was full of this liquid that you put in. <laughs> that I put in you? Well, you gave me the can. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <Jesus. sighs> wow, this must be stronger than I thought. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? <laughs> You and I are working on having shorter episodes, so let's get into this here in Star Wars Week. You know what's really crazy, everyone? No. <laughs> Thomas has not watched Tales of the Jedi yet. Lucasfilm, I love you. Disney, I'm, you know, I have a relationship with you. You can't say I love you, but you're like family now. You're like family. You married into Star Wars, so I got to kind of put up with in-laws that sometimes you don't always love. Luckily, I love my in-laws. Um, probably like them better I my do, own. too. <laughs> I like my in-laws better than my own family. I think sometimes <laughs> it's true. <laughs> sometimes. So, anyways, Disney. You know what? You married in. Um, I did. However, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, LFL. Please don't ever again release two Star Wars on the same day, preferably even in the same week. I mean, that's dumb. I like you haven't watched it yet. I was no, I so stressed time. out. Yeah, like we still haven't done it, and it's now Sunday. It's been out for almost a week. No, we haven't had time. 
We watched Andor, we watched Andor twice. Thank God. Thank God I watched it the second time. So anyways, um, eventually Tom and I will go over Tales of the Jedi probably in December. Probably in December. Mm-hmm. Is my guess. Uh, we're going to take a few weeks off in December, just so you know. The last two weeks of December, uh, both all of Pink Milk will be off to celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus and ask him to please holiday. Please tell all the churches that gays are okay. Celebrate. If you want to come out of the, um, we're gonna take the whore, <coughs> the virgin. <laughs> if I was, I'm telling baby Jesus, if he wants to come out of the whore. <coughs> The virgin. Oh my God! No, um, cut if, that out. No, no, no. Cut that if out. he wants to come out and saying extravaganza, that would be fine by me. That's at the end of December, anyway. What about the rest of it? What? What? The baby Jesus doesn't he pop out on Christmas Day? <laughs> He's born. Yeah, so he popped out. And I would like him to pop out, going extravaganza. Hey, I think we're gonna lose half the audience if we keep going. <laughs> Do you, though? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, let's get back into Andor. <laughs> okay. This is not a Baby Jesus uh, podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast. We will eventually get into the Tales of the Jedi. Are you looking forward to watching it, Thomas? Because you haven't seen any of it, right? Or did no. you kind of see one a little bit of it while I was watching? I don't know. I saw a tiny bit of it, but, you know, one thing at a time. One thing, one at, thing a at a time. time. Okay. <laughs> Where we are, like, in the home run, the home stretch of Andor... And you said something interesting. About I did. The beginning of this episode. Boom. Yes. Last week we discussed that episode seven was kind of a standalone issue, uh, mm-hmm. issue episode. It was like a transition. Mm-hmm. And you said, wow, this episode feels more like a standalone than last week's. I mean, I feel like Andor got a great uh, opportunity. He got to say five words, six words. He didn't mm-hmm. really speak much during but you know what he, You know what we did see? What? I mentioned this on After Dark. He doesn't have very attractive feet. They're like little Fred's Flintstone feet. They're very tall and there's like little pinkies crooked. Oh. <laughs> Things I notice in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't you I, are a super fan. <laughs> Don't ask me what planet we're on. Don't tell me what year it takes place, but I can tell you all about their feet. <laughs> I did like the electric floor. I'm thinking about getting one here. Mm-hmm. Kids give me a hard time. Zzz. You know what's going to get people to stop listening to us? That. Child abuse. <laughs> That'll get people to stop listening. Oh, I thought that was redirection. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Half our audience is like, why the hell did you have kids to begin with? Because they're gay. The other half is like, probably parents. And they're like, yeah, I, know exactly I would like what them to talk about. <laughs> this way you don't have to hear any talking back or, hey, you know, make your bed again. Wait, what? I got to make my bed? Yeah, every day, seven days. They never stop every day. Just think of it every day. This way I won't have to do anything. You didn't make your bed? Oh, I got to make my bed. You know what? We now live on uh, Narquina 5. We no longer live here in Arizona. We're Mm -hmm. moving to Narquina 5. We're living in the middle of the ocean with zapping power floors. Excellent. (laughs) I'm just a little zap. Okay. Maybe give them five levels. So not funny, I would not even do that to our dog. So give them five. Probably levels. not going to do it to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this episode, Pop? You know, Brian. General? Brian, thanks for having me. First of all, and uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very good. Okay. Yes. 
anything else to add to it? Well, I was confused because I thought uh, Mon Mothma mm-hmm. <laughs> was still at the same party, but you said there was another party. I'm like, how many parties does one have? Okay. Well, you know what? Let's start with that. So what okay. I want to do with this episode, because, mm-hmm. because I don't think we've visited this many planets in an Andor before. So there was, a, there was like a lot to take in in this episode for me. So what I think I want to do is break down like each little planet and each little scenario that we we're going on because um, a lot of the show has been on After Dark. We talked about like the sacrifice that we each have to make as individuals in order to rebel and like what we're going to lose. Like we mentioned Cinta and Vel who finally said that they love each other. And Cinta said this really wonderful, beautiful, but heartbreakingly sad thing. Did you say love? Yes. She said, Cinta said to Vel, the reason you love me is because I'm a mirror to you. And I told you at the beginning that the cause came first and we got the leftovers, which is heartbreaking, but Mm -hmm. also kind of beautiful, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of sacrifice. But what we didn't talk about, what I really picked up on today's second rewatch, was how many people are hiding intentions from one another. Like, no one is being able to be their full selves and, mm-hmm. and expose all of, their, all of their wholeness. They're always hiding behind something. So we're going to talk about kind of each of those little visit planet, uh, planet visits and talk about what they're hiding from one another and what we think's going on. Well, let's do that. So you were <laughs> confused about Mon Mothma, that it was mm-hmm. another party. Um, but when Tay came back, her little banker friend was like, hey, this party isn't for you, is what her jerk husband said. So today she was, in today's party, it was like a networking deal about, uh, our, our little Roxy's dreaming over here. She's dreaming. But she, but Mon Mothma's, you know, more more concerned with trying to save the empire in parentheses from the emperor, uh, which is what she said earlier. She's like a nuisance. They're not going to really understand what she's really doing. But there was something very interesting in well, one, um, her banker buddy just disappeared, but Lita, her daughter, came up, and she had a very peculiar face on her. I don't know if I can trust Lita, the girl, the little yeah, the girl. daughter. Okay. I wonder if her and her dad Perrin are like in cahoots or something, hmm. because we learned from Mon Mothma that she can't even share her full self with her family. Hmm. Like that's got to be hard. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and I know for you, you spend a good deal of time kind of hiding your queerness from your family, even <laughs> even when you were out mm-hmm. and they knew you just didn't talk about it. No. And that's something that your family like you still don't talk a lot about it. Like how. I don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? Because I feel like that's kind of what Mon Mothma has to do. She's got to keep part of herself into a, in a closet. Hmm. And I find it interesting. Well, and like a good gay the icon. The first thing is, I think about is I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. And my kids are the constant conversation. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's, it's true. It's not a bad thing. I'm not no, complaining. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm just saying they come first in this scenario. Yeah. So, but even, well, honestly, even with our kids, like mm-hmm. I speak about queerness more than you do. True. With them. I I'm, guess I don't think about it as much as you do. <laughs> maybe don't. I don't. I really don't. Yeah. And I don't know. I think having this podcast has made me think and talk about it more in my life than I normally did before i would say the same for me a hundred percent a hundred percent we talk about star wars a lot more and you know what everyone tom even told me the other day that he wasn't sure he's forced to listen anymore well some of the shows i enjoy 
that you're becoming more of a Star Wars fan over the last few well, years. I don't think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're kidding. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> hey, I'm not not a fan. Again, yeah. I've always said, hey, you know, my fandom pales in yeah. comparison comparison to the rest of yours. Yeah. I'm more of a casual. I enjoy it for what it is on yeah. the screen at that moment in time. Clearly, half the time I don't even remember what I saw. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd ever put myself in a super fan. Okay. There you go. Category. So, but okay, in the upper levels and the nicer parts of Coruscant, mm-hmm. a lot of these wheelings and dealings of the politics happen at dinner parties. Like, she must have a lot of dinner parties. The whole house looks like it's like it has an interior designer who walked in there and said, We need to have lots of parties with lots of people. Makes you wonder how this happens, at least in the government here in the US. Like hmm. this is what lobbyists are all about and like it's just it's kinda gross. Yeah. I mean, right now we're watching it and we're all rooting for Mon Mothma so we like it, but it's all kind of gross. Like why isn't that happening during business hours without alcohol and maybe in the Senate? Hmm. Like the Senate was empty when you have a real voice to make real change when she was talking, which was heartbreaking to see that empty, but her parties are always bustling and busy. It's just very weird. It's like, they're the rich people who the empire hasn't really affected all that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, on Coruscant, we meet someone who the empire has really affected. And we are introduced to Cyril again, who is now, you know, been thanks to Uncle Harvey, who I was thinking, what if Uncle Har- wouldn't it be great if Uncle Harvey is the emperor? Oh, that would be funny. Wouldn't that be great? That would so be good. Cool. And you see, like Edie, Uncle Harvey, yes, Edie. Cyril needs a needs a jump again. <laughs> he needs another job. That's my emperor voice. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was very good. Um, it but, was great, honey. Thank you. But we see him, and he's clearly not happy at his old office job. And here comes three Imperials marching down, strutting down the extravaganza that is the workplace. Bring him in. And they basically, like, that whole lot feels like a prison. He's in his little box. Everything that we've seen from Sincero from those first few episodes on Ferrix, he's been in a prison of some sort. Have you ever seen an office with all those kind of cubicles? Because it's very true okay no once big corporate places like that are a lot of cubicle lands once like 10 years ago and i was overwhelmed and th- didn't know it actually really existed i thought it was just for tv i was hmm. like oh this is real this is depressing i couldn't do i couldn't do it mm-hmm. i mean i would fail miserably in a corporate setting i would be fired within five minutes because i'm far too outspoken just it's <laughs> the way it it's is. true <laughs> I love it about myself. I would never take it back, but I also know where I can succeed and where I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's brought into another prison where he is doing everything he can do for the betterment of the Empire in his own point of view. But the Empire has marked him as an enemy mm-hmm. for sticking his nose in where to them where it doesn't belong. And it was really interesting. What did you what did you think of the dynamic between Dedra and and Cyril, because even Dedra, does she have another endgame that we haven't quite seen I mean, seen she wasn't yet? very nice to him. No. Yeah. It's a shame, because he has... It was all his idea. Ooh. I mean, he's been pointing it out forever. He's been trying to figure this out. So those two, if they work together, they could be more of a team. But she does. She seemed a little annoyed by him. Yep. Yeah, no, the truth of the matter is, they both recognize something similar. Mm-hmm. You know? So is she 
being selfish and doesn't want to share. And so she's trying to edge him out. Well, she's trying to climb the ladder. Remember, the other mm-hmm. guy said so. Okay. So, yeah. What, so what is she not telling Cyril? You know what I mean? Like, and what is he withholding from her? Because she even said it, you know, she said, mentioned some line of like, tell me everything you don't, that, that, you know, that's not so in the you, report. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. st- and stop wasting my time and then get the hell out of the ISB's way. Or mm-hmm. you'll be talking to someone who's, you know, not me, which is a very big threat. Mm-hmm. And then, and he still is double downing and he wants to help the empire. Hmm. Like, why do you... Why do people put themselves in those situations? Like, why know. would someone go to a toxic workplace and continue to fight for it? Why would people be in a toxic relationship and continue to fight for it? Like, I don't... That is something I can't understand. I don't either. But, it, with all that said, Cyril is kind of... Not kind of. He's my favorite character of the of the series. I thought it was going to be Mon and, like, Gay Brian, like, wants, just worships Mon Mothma and her queer iconness. But Cyril's... I find him to be the most interesting character. Hmm. Because I don't know what his end goal is. Mm-hmm. Where do you think? Do you think he could go good? Do you think he could go bad? No. I don't think he's going to go good. I don't think there's goodness in him. No? No. No, no. But I do think that him and Blondie, what's her name again? Dedra. Dedra. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about it. They're made up names again. Um, it's not like, hey, there's Sandra over there. What is But isn't Sandra, isn't Sandra a made up name? Well, you know what? Probably at some point in time, but as long as I've been on this earth, it's always been around. Sorry. Cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Blondie, Dedra. Uh, she's very pretty. I saw her in an interview. She's very pretty. She is. And she's so much more fun because I had the She really is. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she really is fun. I got to interview those two people on my round tables. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. What's the question? <laughs> like, what do you... I was asking if you think he could turn. You said no. Yeah, I don't. I think they're going to end up helping each other. She's going to wise up. But I think it's going to be when she's in trouble. She's okay. going to need him. So she's going to, that's it. That's what's going to happen here. She's going to need him. Okay. She's going to need him. Mm-hmm. And I think an excellent way that she's going to need him is after that whole meeting with Cyril, she heads her way back to Ferrix. Actually, this is what's going to happen. She's going to need him to do something mm-hmm. that she can't do because she'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So she's going to use him and he's going to fall for it willingly go in there. willingly mm-hmm. and then the table is going to flip on her and then mm-hmm. he's going to come out ahead that's my prediction oh mm-hmm. let's drink to that yeah salute <laughs> um so anyways we go back to ferrix mm-hmm. which i love that we open with ferrix with marva who i adore marva like what a great mom like i just really like her and i love that bix and um brazo are there taking care of her and it mm-hmm. really spoke to that found family thing again and and something that um we as like white people and our little culture like don't take care of our elderly very well i don't think we don't i don't think so my family we did you did <laughs> but i think i don't <laughs> think there's like the same level of <clears throat> family importance I mean, mm-hmm. but you're also, your your parents were children of immigrants. Your grandparents mm-hmm. were immigrants. So mm-hmm. that's different. Like, it's 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 a different mindset, I think, maybe. I don't know. 
But like it was really, really touching. And it spoke to the found family of it all and made me realize how great Marva had to have been to them as well. So, you know, it made me like Marva a little bit more. Good. Um, but I really, I liked everything on Ferrix, and now Bix is in a lot of trouble. In a lot of trouble, because now Dedra's got a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. to go drill down Ferrix and find out what's going on with Axis. I like that Luthen's code name is Axis, and there's all the stuff going on, um, which is why she needs Cyril right now, because she's like, hey, he was the one who was there. What aren't you telling me? What did Belvin leave out? Do you think she's thinking that Belvin is stupid and didn't put all the information there? Is he holding on to things that he didn't put in the reports to make sure he had the upper hand? There's just so much treachery going on in this show. And even even among like the heroes, there's a lot of like right down to Cinta and Vel. Like Vel seems to be more invested in Cinta than the rebellion. And Cinta's more invested in the rebellion than Vel right now. Okay. And like that relationship is is off balance right now and maybe it's because they'll left and had to leave her girlfriend we don't know but it, it's like it's to me it's just really really interesting and so the empire is after bix who we've seen doing her little her little um morse code which was invented here in the state of arizona thank you wonderful navajo people for helping us and sharing your skills with this country that has not treated you very well. Um, so is she actually like a, re- a, re- a rebel? Is she a rebel? Like, do you think she's an actual, I mean, she clearly is a rebel in spirit. Right. But I wonder if we just don't know yet, is she an actual rebel? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Because I don't know if I trust the her. the Empire wants her because of her connection with Cassian. Yes. But what they don't know is her connection to Luthen, a.k.a. Axis. And Cassian didn't exactly believe her that she didn't really know who Luthen was. Mm-hmm. So was she being honest with him, or was she not? There's like a, there's just so many layers to all these characters. Right. And even when you like them, you don't know how much to trust them. Because they're living in such an um, oppressive society right now that they everything's got to be little secrets. They're all little moles and no one can share the full selves because they can't risk getting probably caught. probably why collectively I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, how this is all going to play out. I know it's yeah. so crazy, yeah. it, which is really cool. We're this close to the end and we don't really, how many more episodes of this season? There are 12. We have four more episodes. Four more. Okay, so we're good. like two thirds through the series and we don't really, or the season, we don't know where it's going. Hmm. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Like, how many shows really do that? Like, not you always lot. start to see things. You yeah, I'm not know. saying it's a good thing, though. I mean, I don't think it's a good thing. I'd like to know what's going on. Oh, you it. get frustrated after a while. But this is where you know you know that they die at the end. You know they get the plans. And good you know, point. And you know the, emperor, the Empire eventually falls. So, like, we know the end. It's a long time later, though. It is. Yeah. Because things don't happen overnight. Hmm. I know. I think it's really great. I like not knowing. But you were thinking that Dedra's going to need Cyril, right? I, I mean, if I, I'm thinking about it now, yeah, okay. it looks, sounds like... So, Bix... I had a guess. At the end of this, Bix is now sitting in the torture chair, in the interrogation chair, and she's about to go one-on-one with Dedra. And let me tell you, I cannot wait to see those two, because I don't, <laughs> I don't think Dedra knows who she's messing with. I think Bix is going is gonna to give her... Like a lot. I think Bix is, I think we're about to see 
Bix has had a quiet strength in her this whole time. And mm-hmm. she's very like, you can tell she's a very strong person, but she's been very, you see, you feel that strength in her, in her stoicism. And I think we're about to see like, bitch better have my money. Like you're, I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be hearing Rihanna in the background. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my money. I think that's who Bix is. And I'm here for it. Mm. Bix better have my money. Well, I look forward Bix to Wednesday have my now. Money. <laughs> oh my God. I really like that. Um, so I think that's when Dedra's going to need Cyril because Bix ain't going to give her anything. Hmm. That's my, that's what I think is going to happen. So I think it, I'm really excited for that part. Awesome. I'm really excited. Excellent. And you know what, Thomas? No. This feels like a really good spot for a quick little breaky break. Let's do it. And then let's get back to Cassian, Luthen, and my boy Saw, who Michael was very excited to see today. Saw. Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. Let's drink up. Drink up. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's head on over to uh, Segramilo. Let's with do it. Luthen. And oh, let's, Luthen. Let's head into a cold cave guarded by one of the coolest looking aliens in all of Star Wars, Mr. Two Tubes himself. Two Tubes. Two Tubes. Two Tubes. Um, so we got to see Sagarera today finally mm-hmm. do you did you remember sagrera nope <laughs> <laughs> he was in rogue one he was the one who raised uh generoso when her parents oh were yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay what's his name again sagrera no his real name oh i don't know i don't remember some dude who's been around forever oh one of my favorite roles he was in was in alien 3 a much underrated oh then movie. i'm thinking of somebody else no he's been around forever hmm Forrest Whitaker? That yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. That's okay. Him. All right. Now I know. Yep. Michael this morning was very excited. He's like, oh, it's the guy from Rogue One. <laughs> also from Clone Wars. Also from Bad Batch. Also from Star Wars Rebels. And hundreds of other movies. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Alien 3. Everyone go watch Alien 3. Give that movie more respect that it doesn't have, but quite deserves. Tom's like, I've never seen it. I saw a whole bunch of them. I don't know what numbers they are, though. <laughs> Whatever ones you made me watch. Actually, we <laughs> did watch all of them because we watched mm-hmm. all four of them together once many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. So I found this this whole bit was possibly my favorite bit of all of today's episode because it all like kind of hinged on, on uh, that heist mm-hmm. on Aldani, mm-hmm. that, the train heist. So... Like it's everything really is connected in the show, and Saw himself, who is a dude who is not afraid to push any buttons, and will. I don't think there's a line that he won't cross. We have a great like drag queen level library is open reading between he and Mon Mothma in Star Wars Rebels, and I am here for it. I love it. Uh, Because they do not like each other. 
Um, I don't know if they like each other here or not, but by Rebels, they don't. Um, and this is right around that time, so actually she doesn't like him. Hmm. I wonder if they're going to cross paths in this. Um, but I like how they clearly know each other. They've worked together for a long time. They're both rebels. They're both fighting for the same cause. And Luthen can't tell Saw that he's behind the Aldani train heist. Saw believes it. Mm-hmm. And they're like fielding each other. And I and the, the way they were just kind of blaming it on each other was really fascinating. And I thought it was, why can they not tell each other? I don't know the answer. <laughs> I was listening to the story. <laughs> Deep Thoughts <laughs> by Tom. Deep Thoughts on Cassian Andor. <laughs> so, okay, well, what I thought was interesting is like, here they are, they're fighting on the same side, and w- why can't the Rebellion trust each other? Like, we're still at the early stages of the Rebellion, and when are they going to get to the point where they trust each other? Or do they never trust each other? But in the original trilogy, all we really followed was Leia who was tried and true to the cause. So has there always been this level of unrest? Hmm. I'm this. Sh- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> mm. You know, I have wanted. It's that little emoji with the hand. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Rogue One was first announced, and I still wish we could possibly get this. Um, Cause also I'm, I, I wanted, I guess everyone's dead now, so we can't. Um, there goes row two. <laughs> there's no row two. But I remember when that movie was released and everyone said they're all going to die at the end because we never see them again, which I'd never... It's a big galaxy. We could not see them again. What I was hoping for and what I would still love is a set of movies that run... And I think I've mentioned it on here before. Run parallel to the original trilogy. Hmm. Like, I want to know what's going on in the Rebellion while we're focused on Luke Skywalker. I want to hear people who are inspired by this new hope that then find out he's actually a Jedi and like what that does to the rebellion. I think that's a fascinating story. And bring some of the characters in and out. <coughs> but if you yet need to. the story is not about them. Yeah, I think it'd be that so would be like, really great. Actually. I want it so bad. That's when I first heard the Rogue One announcement. That's where my mind was going. Hmm. And now we have Enfys Nest from Solo. We have Kira. We have all these people that some of this stuff has been discussed in comics, but I don't read all the comics. I read some, but not all of them. Um, I'm not a huge book reader. Um, I would like to get more into it. Just but, want to add that. Yeah, just want to add that. But, you know. Don't tell our kids. Who, who got the time for that? We're um, big book readers. <laughs> you know what, Thomas? I run two podcasts every week. Soon to be a YouTube channel. I ain't got time for nothing else. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> That'll do it for me. That'll do it for me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I just thought that was really interesting that here here it is. We've been watching the Empire, especially in the little Pentagon room with Dedra and now Admiral uh, Yalarin and Pellegrino. I've already forgotten his name. I like Pellegrino, though. We're going to call him Pellegrino. Like, they don't really trust each other, but they're the bad guys, so you don't expect them to trust each other. Mm -hmm. And here it is, the heroes don't trust each other, and we don't know who to trust either. I just find it, it's really, really interesting. Um, But you didn't get much from it? No, sorry. (laughs) Well, there goes that conversation, people. Okay, let's head on to... um, (laughs) Just being honest. Let's head on over to Narkina 5, Mm -hmm. the title... Of this year episode, a water planet 
with factories slash prisons. Come on, that's pretty cool. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. And um, Andor, who it was, didn't have a lot to say in this. He was just thrown into this thing. It was mm-hmm. really fascinating. And there were some really interesting things going on. And I love that. Z- I love that we still don't trust Cassian. Like, we know where he goes. He becomes a hero, but, like, we don't trust him yet. I, I trust him. Okay. I'm glad you do. I don't. I, would think I don't understand. Wh- oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A bitch, huh? A shady one. Wow, okay. That's what I would think of as half a dude at this time. Hmm. I you might. think he's working for somebody? No, I just think he's working for himself. I mean, I might bang him, He and he seems to enjoy sex. He's hooked up with a lot of people on this. He has? Well, I mean, we know he hooked up with Bex. I feel like I was getting vibes from that he had been to the brothel several times. I feel mm-hmm. like that lady knew him and good for him. He clearly, and then at the end of, epi- of episode seven, he woke up in space Florida with some lady. Hmm. So I was here for it. Well, that's true. I mean, go get it, right? Absolutely. I mean, good for him. Good for her. Hope they had a good time. Um, before it all went down, unfortunately. But uh, I think this episode... What was really fascinating to me is he literally has no idea what's going on. He was arrested for nothing, then thrown into the six-year prison sentence. He, he's got a fake name. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was just on vacation, but you really weren't on vacation. You're running away from the law because you also stole from the Empire. You know, it's funny about the fake name, though, because... It sounded how, like grief cargo? Well, no, it's just they don't check that out. I mean, there's no... Got, I guess he's got some good, good fake passports. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but so then he ends up on, on, on Narcana five or Narcana five or however you say it. And he's watching everything. I found it to be fascinating. It was like some like great a acting for me mm-hmm. because he's figuring his way out. He's just studying everybody else that he is with is either just looking forward where they're scared and they're just trying to get through it. And he's like watching everything. I just thought it was a really, really, really nice touch. I agree. Um, Cause he's going to, he's going to get out of there. I think Vel's going to help him personally. Vel and center are going to find him and break him out with Bix. Oh, see, I think the leader, the one that told him that, Hey, I've got only so many days, 45 days left. Exactly. I think he's going to help him get out, which you know, what was interesting. I don't, I think he'll turn on him. Really? Because he's only got two, four, and two hundred and forty-five days, he's not really to risk it. He was the only person this entire episode that was straight up a hundred percent honest. Hmm. You can't screw me over because you're not going to take this away from me. He was right. so honest. I, just, I thought it was a really well. Interesting we only thing. have four episodes. You can't stay too long there. He's going to have to get out pretty quick. Oh, or the, you know, he'll have one more. My prediction is it'll be episode ten when he gets out. Okay, because how this show has been structured, that'll be the big end. Maybe it'll be the next one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll I think it'll be the last one. Okay. Personally, I think Bell and Center are gonna help Bix get her out of there, and then they're all gonna wait, run away over there. Okay. Somehow they'll find out that's where he is. Do they even know about Bix? Not yet. Okay. I don't think so, but uh Cinta's clearly watching everybody. We don't even know how she got how she got there. Hmm. Which is interesting. I mean, I'm guessing it's through Clea and Luthen told her where to go. Mm-hmm. Um But I, I, I really I liked his his dexterity and his that whole like i said just watching everything it's like the true rebellion in him also maybe a little bit of a criminal background <laughs> that is helped him figure out you all know, those it is things really true we don't know much about him Mm-mm. Hmm. um 
And he and did it, kill two people, as you pointed out. Yeah. yeah. And kills a, a rebel in Rogue One. Hmm. Just because his arm was broken, he couldn't climb out. So he killed someone to save himself. It was crazy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a change of heart until he went to kill uh, Jin's dad. And then he couldn't pull the trigger. But he went there with the intention of doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's been, he's not exactly a trustworthy guy. You understand why he's that way and you still like him, but he's not good. Hmm. He's not a good guy. Um, which is just, we don't get a lot of those kinds of characters in Star Wars, especially when there are title characters and they're supposed to be our hero. We don't get that. So it's cool. It's interesting. Um, what did you think? Do you remember 1984? Did you ever see THX 1138? No. V, uh, v for Vendetta. Any of those yes. kinds mm-hmm. of, when uh, uh, a government literally takes over everything i don't i have never been as scared of the empire since darth vader but that voice in the prison that weird synthesized really bassy voice telling Mm -hmm. you know you have 30 seconds to get to your room before the red light the hot floors turn on um when they ratted out some other floor about how terrible they were doing they were like somebody died over here you better get to it they're like it was so intimidating, and it reminded me of 1984. Because remember George Orwell's 1984. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what did they call um, the man? You know that that voice that was just always there. He was like a screen, and and no one knew really what it was or who he was. Right. This episode, this whole episode, is very 1984. Very it, honestly, I don't think you and I have ever watched 1138. We should. I don't know why it's not in Disney Plus. Can you maybe put it on there, Disney Plus? <laughs> um, but this episode, to me, was very much a love letter to George Lucas. Like this was a Luke. This felt like a Lucas story. Um, and it was literally that coming into Star Wars. But like it was scary in the way that Darth Vader was, but from a very different, but very like imposing and and that. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was crazy. It was really, really crazy. And I don't know. The scenes yeah. were pretty cool. The set. It was beautiful. Yeah, it really in was. How, it was. Like in how depressing and isolating it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw someone kill themselves in a Star War. Not, and not even like a fly my ship into another ship to like save everybody else. Just like, I can't handle this anymore. And I guess that floor really is hot. Hmm. Like there's no chance to get up. You make one mistake, you're dead. It's really, mm-mm. He got fried. Yeah. yeah it was, mm And then that, like, the shot sat on him for a while, just laying there on the floor. It was just a lot. It was a lot, it was actually. really... And then they left him there. But, of course, they can go get him. And did you hear them? You're gonna, we're, great, we're going to smell that all night. <laughs> I thought of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It was, but what is, and then, so, okay, so here, right around when he, when he goes to the bed, to the, his, their quarters, they're talking about the Aldani heist again and how it caused the Empire to, like, raise everyone's, um, what's the word? They're, they're, when you get in trouble. Thank God I've never been to prison. I Punishment? Yeah. But their sentences. Their sentences. We're all a, long, a lot longer. And there's been a lot more people who said, I wasn't doing anything. And there was that new, I should have written it down. I didn't. That new like law put into place mm-hmm. about mandatory sentences and stuff like that. And all of those people have been in prison and they want to know what's going on. And they're asking Andor about it. 
and he's saying he doesn't know, but he was the one who did the Aldani heist. Mm -hmm. But does he really not know what happened? You know, like, I don't know. I thought what they were talking about is, did he know that the Empire has now changed all the Mm. rules? That's what I thought they were asking. And he was saying no, but does he really? Like, as as the audience, I don't know if I trust him. Hmm. He was still free. True. He was was on vacation during that time. Mm -hmm. So, is he trying to not say anything because he... I, and I understand he wouldn't want anyone in that room to know that he was the one behind Aldani that caused all this, that now all of these people have much longer stays. He's not going to want them to know that. Oh, no. Nope. Definitely not. It's, it. I don't know. It's just very interesting. And I love that we don't trust our hero. I find it fascinating. Oh. And I can't wait for the next two episodes. Hmm. Not the other four? Oh, all of them. <laughs> yes. But the next two, for sure. For and sure. And I'll be excited for the final two. I hope we don't keep him in this uh, prison for long, though. I know you said to 10, but yeah. I'm good. It's all white. It's a little much on the eyes. <laughs> you just said how cool it was. It's cool, but I mean, come on. I don't want to look at it forever. Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even talk. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just got to watch right now. He's got to figure it out. They I don't want that job. <laughs> you don't have to talk. I think that would be harder. You I'm sure as an actor it is You got to portray a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, Thomas. All right, let, Brian. Let me hear one prediction that you have for episode nine. Oh gosh, because this episode ep- this episode today is coming out next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The same. So Wednesdays are now husband and husband, mm-hmm. and after dark live stream. Ooh. You get husband and husband in the morning and live live stream and live at night. It mm-hmm. is a whole and Star Wars is out on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. It's like gay Star Wars Wednesday extravaganza. The milkman is delivering two bottles of pink milk on your ears. You're welcome. Every Wednesday. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So you're going to have this prediction. Most likely people have already seen the episode Mm -hmm. or they're going to go home and watch the episode later. And let's see how right or wrong. I feel like I have predictions for how it will end. I don't know as per se next week. So if I have to say next week, I say that, yes, I agree. Andor is still there. I see we start to see the relationship between him and the leader of that, that group factory. What's his name? Nobody Um, knows. No, he said it. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. The guy with 240 Snoke. Okay. It is. Mm -hmm. Andy circus. Okay. And remember Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. And Caesar from... Well, I definitely recognized him from other stuff. He's but, a sexy uh, guy. He's like dirty hot. Eh. <laughs> there you go. That's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, Thomas, are you ready for Wednesday I'm when we re- see that episode? I'm ready for Wednesday. But you know what, Thomas? What, Brian? Before next Wednesday... Yes, sir. If people are so inclined, they can scroll down on either YouTube or their phone or their computer, wherever they're listening to this podcast, click the link to our Patreon and check it out. Only $5 a month and you can help support our show so we can continue to go and grow as we are quickly, quickly, quickly approaching year three. Can you believe you've been doing this podcast three for years. three years? Wow. It seems like just yesterday, doesn't it? You know what? It's yes. gone by very quickly. It really has. Yeah. And we've grown a lot. And mm-hmm. um, with the help of our patrons. We had a lot growing, of wonderful people. A hundred percent. Literally, my life has changed because of this podcast. Yep. Like, not even joking. Not even being remotely, like, over the top about it. it. just really, really has. Well, it's all you babes. 
Thank you. Not You're just welcome. me. It's you. It's Chase. It's Emma. Oh, it's absolutely. Steam Queens. I yeah. appreciate all of you. So if you like what we do um, and you have, you know, maybe one less coffee a month, you can help us out. And we would all really, really appreciate it and help us level up the show like we want to do. We really are working very hard to honestly, not going to lie, I'd love to be one of the biggest podcasts. Love it. We need some queerness as a big mainstream player. And you know what? Mainstream Star Wars podcasts talk about rimming, swallowing, <laughs> pearl necklaces, all the things we have here. We didn't talk it about is... a pearl necklace. No, that was Wednesday. <laughs> Cyril's probably got a huge load and I'm waiting to shoot out after oh, all God. this tension. <laughs> but anyways, if you want to support this kind of great rhetoric, this kind of deep analysis of Star Wars, sounded $5 deep. a month. <laughs> It felt it too. Um, <laughs> Five dollars a month, you get uh, a great community in our Discord there in the private locker room. Uh, commentaries, Chase and I. Uh, I will be releasing it today or tomorrow. Our commentary on the Revenge of the Sith, and I guarantee you've never heard such a horny commentary of any Star Wars ever before. Chase and I were on fire. But also, you can follow us at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter. Instagram, sometimes TikTok. If you have any comments, you want to let us know anything about how great or how horrible we are, shoot us an email at servingpinkmilk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And until next week, Thomas, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's drink up. Let's drink up. Let's drink up.